Hi everyone, my name is Maichi and welcome to the Best of Both Worlds podcast, the show that explores bicultural and multicultural identity as well as the challenges and benefits of growing up with two or more different cultures. In today's episode, I will actually be writing solo and sharing my understanding of what it means to be Vietnamese and British and how I kind of grappled that identity. I definitely had my struggles with it growing up. Um, Now I'm really, really proud to identify as Vietnamese and British, but it definitely took time and I just want to have a real, raw, open conversation about it with you guys. Then in the second half of the episode, I'll be talking about Vietnamese food, including some of my favourite Vietnamese dishes and how it has shaped my entire life, basically. Not to mention it's really good. Before we get started, I thought I'll give a little bit of background information on my parents. So my mum is from a small city called Bao Lok, and my dad is from the largest city of Vietnam, which is Ho Chi Minh City. They both moved to the UK when they were in their 20s-ish, so I am first generation out of my family, along with my older sister. I do have some cousins here as well from my dad's side, and we're pretty close. And yeah, I was born and raised here my whole life. I've been to Vietnam quite a few times actually. It's usually very hot over there compared to England, where here it's cold and cloudy. I recommend going to Vietnam around April time because that's the time where there's less rain and it's less humid so you get to enjoy the most out of it. Anyways, I grew up in a household where Vietnamese culture was very important. We spoke Vietnamese at home, ate Vietnamese food, celebrated Vietnamese holidays and so on. As someone who grew up with two completely different cultures, I have experienced both the benefits and challenges of trying to navigate those cultural worlds. On one hand, having exposure to both cultures has given me a unique perspective and greater appreciation for diversity. One of the benefits I would say is celebrating both traditional holidays such as Dare or in English Lunar New Year and Christmas with my cousins. I remember like every year we would go to their house and we were handed these red envelopes which for the audience in case you don't know is a traditional lunar new year's gift that contains money inside and it symbolizes good luck so the adults would exchange money to everyone who was there and it can also depend on how much they want to give but it would usually be around 50 to 100 pounds again it's the same for christmas except we don't give it in a red envelope this time it's just in a normal white one But it was always a time to gather together as a family and spend time with each other and we would have our own customs and traditions during our holidays like singing karaoke out loud in the living room and replacing turkey for spring rolls on Christmas. I would say that was my favourite part and it taught me a lot. It taught me about the importance of family generosity and gratitude. Now on the other hand, there's also the challenges that come with a bicultural identity. There have been times when I felt like I didn't fully fit in with either culture. When I was younger, I was embarrassed about my Vietnamese name because all my friends had a quote-unquote normal English name. I wished at the time that my parents had given me a different name instead. Fun fact, my mom actually wanted to give me an English name. Uh, Cherry it was, so in a parallel universe that could have been my name. Yet I was always embarrassed when my teachers would pronounce my name wrong and It was frustrating to correct them every single time. Another time was at lunch in school, in primary school. I would always bring packed lunches and whenever we would run out of bread and didn't have time to go to Tesco or whatever, my mum would make me egg fried rice or stir fried noodles as a substitute. I remember the other kids' faces of disgust and them asking, Ew, what is that? And 
guys, she's eating some weird food. I guess they didn't understand the food or culture behind it and it made me feel really ashamed. I remember coming home for that day and told my mom to never make those foods again. But at the same time, when I spent time with my Vietnamese relatives, I sometimes felt like I wasn't Vietnamese enough because I didn't speak the language fluently. Like, I still speak broken Vietnamese to this day. I could understand it more better than I could speak it, which makes sense because I grew up in a predominantly Vietnamese neighborhood. So like whenever my parents' friends came over, they would all speak Vietnamese and I would just kind of eavesdrop and listen and try to like translate the conversations in my head in English so that way I could learn. I think that's what affected me the most, the language barrier because I literally speak English to my dad most of the time but I really speak English at school with my friends so I felt like I was losing my native language and I didn't want that to happen which in turn made me feel like I didn't belong in either culture. For example, when I'm trying to communicate with my mom, sometimes I don't know how to say a specific word in Vietnamese but I know it in English or when I pronounced a word wrong, I'd be embarrassed when my mom would correct me even though she was just trying to help. Um, it still made me feel like I was a foreigner in my own culture but I still try to respond in Vietnamese as best as I can. Despite those challenges, I managed to overcome those struggles as I got older. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but I became more proud of who I am and started to appreciate both sides of each culture. I think it's a combination of growing up and the maturity that comes with that, as well as my greater appreciation for my parents and grandparents and just generally meeting more people who shared similar backgrounds. I became more confident in my identity and was able to tell people about my culture comfortably. So yeah, I began to see the value in being bicultural and bilingual. I realized that it allowed me to connect with more people from different backgrounds. For the second half of this episode, we're going to talk about Vietnamese food and some of my favorite dishes and I guess how it shapes my personal identity. I just want to start off by saying that I enjoy both Vietnamese and British food. I like her. Uh, what do you call it? Oh yeah, fish and chips. What else? Crumpets too. However, I mainly eat Vietnamese food because my mom would make it at home. Like, I eat it almost every day to be honest with you. For breakfast, I wouldn't really have Vietnamese food. I would just have like oatmeal and the same for lunch. I would have a baguette or something. But sometimes I will have Vietnamese food. And dinner. Dinner is always Vietnamese food. So Vietnamese food is known for its fresh herbs, bold flavours and fragrant spices. I feel like pho is the most popular choice for having Vietnamese street food for the first time. The broth is well flavoured, there's rice noodles, crunchy mung, bean sprouts and a lime wedge. There's beef and chicken. I like both but personally I prefer chicken just because my mum will make chicken pho all the time. But on occasions I will have beef and it's good too. Growing up, some of my favourite dishes were bun wheel, jie bao lop, duck congee and ban bao. I remember how to make these for my mom and grandma. These dishes have become a part of my identity and represent my Vietnamese heritage. So bun wheel is a crab based soup which has rice noodles and tomatoes. It has a sweet and savoury taste with a slightly tangy flavour from the tomatoes. Then jie bao lop is a dessert made with pandan flavoured jelly noodles and the green, also coconut milk and shaved ice. 
It's usually served with palm sugar syrup at the bottom and has a really unique taste and texture. The pandan flavour is sweet and fragrant and the coconut milk adds a creamy richness. The shaved ice makes it really refreshing, especially on a hot day. Plus the palm sugar syrup adds a complex sweetness that ties everything together. Dokkanji is a traditional Vietnamese rice porridge. It has a comforting and warm taste with a creamy texture. It's similar to a soup basically. It's a dish that my mom would make for me when I was sick and it always made me feel better. Last but not least we have Ban Bao, which is a steamed rice cake. It has a subtle and delicate taste with a moist texture. It's a dish that my family would enjoy as a snack. And yeah, for me, Vietnamese food is more than just food. It's a way of connecting with my heritage and my family's history. I feel more connected to my parents and grandparents, even if they're not physically present. It's a reminder of where I've come from and the values that are important to me. We're nearly at the end of today's episode and I just want to give advice to people who may be struggling with their cultural identity. I would say embrace both cultures and don't be afraid to be yourself. It's okay to feel like you don't fully belong in either cultures but that doesn't mean you have to choose one over the other. You can be proud of both. But it's important to find a community where you feel like you belong and where you can share your experiences. Also, don't be afraid to educate others about your cultural heritage. The more we share and learn from each other, the more we can appreciate and celebrate our differences. If you made it this far, I just want to say thank you for staying for the entire episode. There will be two more episodes like this, except we're going to interview two guests about their experience growing up with two or more different cultures. So keep an eye out for that. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast and if you did, Please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. To stay up to date with the best of both worlds, you can follow the Instagram at tbobwpodcasts. Take care for now. Bye.